0: Bot Talk Podcast. My name is Andre,
1: and my name is Sophia,
0: and we are from the startup Bot Talk. Uh, makes text to speech software, and in this podcast we try to uh, show you uh, our journey as a um, young startup, um, our doubts, uh, sometimes our uh, wins, our falls, and so on. And uh, we really like uh, to hear feedback as well. Uh, so. In this episode, we, we have, uh, I think, one and a half topics. Um, we had um, this uh, onboarding of the customer um, earlier earlier this morning, and uh, we thought that it would be great to take this as an example how we onboard the customers, uh, uh, why do we do that, and what uh, ideas, product ideas uh, can be born outside of this onboarding. Okay, so I think the first question is, uh, it was not the first onboarding that uh, we uh, did together with you, Sophia. So uh, yeah, what, what are your insights? Uh, how do you find, uh, is it useful? What, what are your thoughts on, on this process at all?
1: Yes, um, I think it was like the third or fourth onboarding uh, with you together, but always. So Andre is always showing uh, the wool platform and all futures and explained it and also on, always on the side what the customers want so it's not every time the same onboarding we've done it's always different and um, personalized for the customers and it's always that I'm every time I'm getting also some new insights from it because you're always explaining some new stuff and it's for for me also it's really good to get to know uh, our futures better because our futures are like you can use them super different for the customers and what they really want and I think it's uh, really useful for our customers when we see okay they have like have in mind they want to do like some some special stuff and then they ask us okay how can I do this with your platform and which future would be great for us and I think this is really useful for our customers that we always can like serve them like a customized product then in this onboarding stuff
0: yeah true. I think the onboarding itself—it was uh, born by a necessity or coincidence. I—I I, I don't know uh, if uh, we read it somewhere or whatever. Uh, but um, our thinking process in the beginning was: okay, we will write those, um, we'll write those documentations uh, or docum- uh, documentation uh, and onboarding tutorials, and then it will be perfect. Uh, but with bigger customers uh, we notice now that um, it is really um, helpful to kind of uh, uh, make this first call with the product manager or it guys or whatever together uh, because uh, uh, there is there are always stuff uh, there are always stuff uh, inside uh, of this onboarding that either uh, we um, forgot to mention in uh, our uh, documentation or just a plain, uh, as you say, ad hoc things that uh, come to mind uh, um, during the uh, during the onboarding process. So some of the things uh, uh, catch uh, catch more ante- attention by some clients, and some other things ca- catch less attention. So um, I always try to kind of uh, uh, do it uh, in two ways. Uh, the reason why I personally do it every time and not uh, try to like. Uh, outsource it to you uh, is that I want to know uh, uh, and feel it's it's more like a like a feeling Uh, what what are the things what are uh, the features that I shown uh, on this uh, during this onboarding that really catch attention or imagination of the client and uh, at the beginning mm, we didn't have all the features ready in Botox so we uh, we launched like I don't know. There, there were features mentioned, but they didn't work. <laughs> so it was um, it was like a really uh, fake it till you make it moment. And the, during um, during the onboardings there, um, I was trying to kind of get get the feeling. Okay, is it is this feature like worth developing at all? Until mm-hmm. that day, uh, we have uh, things uh, uh, that are there in like very rudimentally uh, implemented. Like you know very. Barebone uh, implementation of stuff. For example, Alexa things, uh, Alexa skills uh, uh, through our platform. So publishers can uh, basically say, okay, uh, we want to produce Alexa skill out of the audified articles that we have in the project, right? And this is something that works, but uh, to be honest, not many people use it. Um, and uh, the reason for that is, uh, you know, nobody asked for that during the onboarding when 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 we showcase it and say okay this is a player and so on and so forth but you still have an Alexi if you want and i just measure kind of uh, the um, yeah the response and uh, we never get uh, like uh, requests except for today
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's always different um, because before we have this un- onboarding like the customers ask say Hey, uh, I like your product and I would like to use it, but you never know how, in which way they want to use it, and where their focus or where are their needs. And I think this is like really good to also get a feeling for like the product and the customers, what they really need and want for our next steps, where we're gonna focus on. So, for example, with a Alexa skill. That no one is like gonna use it, then we can like put it more on the side and say, okay, maybe it's not our focus at the moment to develop this future further, and also we can get like really good insights from this view.
0: Yeah, sure. And um, as I said before, uh, so things like uh, you know product ideas or or feature ideas uh, just come up. Uh, so I I think that that's very helpful. Uh, to kind of uh, really understand uh, the, uh, um, you know, um, the customer need uh, mm, and really understand their business. For example, today, it was uh, once again, uh, very important to understand how the paywall uh, of the customer works. We know this customer, this customer has been uh, with us uh, um, a long time, but now they're scaling up and they want to uh, introduce more websites. And uh, their business model uh, is a traditional um, uh, publisher in Germany with uh, lots and lots of uh, regional newspapers. And uh, their business model is obvious. Uh, they want to uh, generate subscribers. Uh, and so the feature that we have inside of the project settings is uh, that um, there's a simple um, checkbox where you can um, uh, basically say, "Okay." Um, read uh, two paragraphs uh, for free, and then read the call to action so the um, the listener would convert. So when the user comes to a web- website and um, the user doesn't have a, a subscription, uh, he or she just uh, hears the two paragraphs and the call to action, please subscribe uh, to hear the article in full. And uh, to actually, uh, validate that you know it's still the same with them uh, um, and uh, nothing changed in these basic logic is uh, is very important. And uh, also um, I think uh, one of the questions today was about statistics and, uh, um, and how if they c- can create like a free articles inside of the paywall enabled uh, project and stuff like that. And that's where that's where I failed to kind of See how we can um, um, how we can um, provide the documentation for everyone mm-hmm. um, because the landscape is so different. Uh, like um, some of the uh, some of the publishers have metered paywall, meaning um, uh, readers will come to the website and see like five articles uh, for free. Uh, in, uh, in this, this month, and then there'll be um, uh, every article will have a paywall. Some of them have uh, this registration wall, so it's like a soft paywall, so uh, they see um, more if they register for the newsletter and stuff like that, and all the combinations of the above. Some of them have some, some of the articles that are um, shown to all the customers uh, in full length, uh, but the, those articles are not like high-quality articles. It's very complicated. So, um, uh, and we try to be like uh, agnostic to uh, to whatever we we do, and um, try to focus on uh, uh, the best text-to-speech uh, uh, quality, the best quality of speech that we can deliver but even focusing on that is, um, you know, hard not to uh, kind of get into the details of uh, the customer implementation. So I think for for us, it's uh, it's very valuable to, to have these onboardings and uh, yeah. Mm, yeah. I think uh, it's a really good um, thing that we, uh, we have them. And uh, personally, I, I love them very much. I mean, it's a, it's a, a way to actually, um, it's when usually it's when uh, the contract is either signed or is in the signing process, so this thing is cleared. <laughs> so and uh, uh, and we know that uh, um, uh, it's not directly sales call, so they already signed a contract, but it's a kind of a customer satisfaction call uh, to, to kind of show them and I love it very much because in the sales call you need to, um like you need to address the skepticism of the client right you need to say oh yeah but uh, it's not decided yet when the sale is done it's much more comfortable for me as a product person to say and now let me show you what a great product you you bought and uh, what are the uh, great features that we have and so on yeah,
1: sure. me personally i always don't really like the super typical sales call and I think also our first calls we have uh, with our customers are not like super typical sales it's always more like understanding the problem why they want to use our product and going more from this side and it's also for me way more comfortable than uh, this kind of calls showing them more our, our product and saying hey you can use everything and this working like this and if it's like more convincing them that we have like a good product and not just like selling them, try to sell everything, every future, every add-on we have and that we're going more like, okay, we have this license, just try it. You can take it for one one month for free, just try everything and when you feel uh, it's really good, you like it, then we can go further. It's more like, I really like this process. How are we gonna do this?
0: Yeah, yeah. And basically the first goals, uh, the best goals that actually deliver uh, the contracts are also onboarding calls. So the best, uh, the best way is when we already cleared uh, um, either what the um, reasoning behind using our product is, or uh, that the, um, actually the product people are in the call, either the product people or like uh, CEOs or whatever uh, of the companies that are really interested in like, you know, real, uh, real product things. And that's why um, I think, yeah, the best way to sell is actually to, to show your product. And uh, by the end, in the end of the day, the product decides. So uh, if you have a good product, then it will uh, sell itself. And uh, that's why, uh, for example, um, how to scale this onboarding first sale, whatever, upsell whatever thing is uh, uh, this week, we try to um, uh, integrate the um, um customer success um, software inside of uh, a Botox. Uh, it's called Crisp. It's a, it starts as a simple uh, kind of uh, chat uh, button on the website. You know, can I help you? And if you have any questions and so on. But it, as I showed on, the, I think, on the uh, on the team meeting this week, it does much more than that. Uh, you know, it uh, really uh, you can do stuff like, OK, let let me onboard you uh, with the, uh, with the client seeing my mouse inside of their uh, um, inside of our software so i can show uh, and click uh, you know what to do and that's something that we're um, i'm uh, really looking forward to work with and maybe uh, to maybe even scale the process of onboarding for smaller clients for the clients that uh, either uh, have not decided yet or uh, just a smaller uh, smaller publisher or even a blog uh, because I think if we can scale it up, uh, what we are doing in the calls, in this one hour, one and a half hour calls of onboarding that we did today, if we can scale it up to the like, uh, earlier deciders, uh, so earlier in the funnel, that would really, really help us. Um, because um, you know, um, we, we, we get all the, the, fi- the feedback that uh, is very rewarding, but also daunting is uh, people, when they get uh, the platform, they say, yeah, it's great. But uh, uh, when they first log in into the platform, it's just overwhelming. It's so many features, you know, so many uh, little aspects. And we try to do it as intuitively as, as we can, but still, um, um, uh, still we are learning. So um, you know, to make that um, kind of interactive experience with uh, that, you maybe can take someone by the hand and say, you know, let me just show you through. Uh, it's not that scary. Um, I think that's um, uh, that's the thing that uh, I'm looking for. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's also really important for our product because, as I said, you can use our features super differently. Depends on what the customer wants. And also, I had like a little call this week with another customer. They are like in the testing phase, and they just had like a question from five minutes because they didn't know how to implement the web player on their website. And they said, like, yeah, we we take this one code, but it didn't work. And, like, sorting out this kind of question, it was be like, too complicated via mail. And then I directly thought about, like, this uh, little Chris, what you said. Then if I had this, he could just, like, chat me, and I can directly go on his... A screen and show it to him and now yeah we set up a call and then we make a screen share it was like possible but with this feature with the Christmas it would be way easier to be like, quicker in the customer support and then they can like go on and like they are onboarding and testing
0: exactly and um, I think mm, the second topic that we can like dive deeper is uh, uh, you know sometimes it's not only um, it's not only explaining of the existing features um, that is uh, interesting uh, insight that you take away from onboarding, but also uh, ideas about new features or development of the existing features. Like today, um, we had uh, we had this call and everything is going uh, fine, and then um, I, we stumble upon this feature that Botox has, and the feature is called uh, playlists. And the playlist uh, is a really great feature uh, inside of Botsock. And what it does is it collects, um, um, so our web player is something, just a small widget on the uh, publisher's website, just a small button, uh, let me listen to this article, right? But inside of this small widget, there's like a lot going on in the background. So for example, this uh, this button itself can parse the whole website itself. So you don't need to implement like any API or whatever, it just you know, parses your website, it um, parses away everything that is not text, uh, and it's smart enough to decide, okay, um, if you have like interstitials uh, or banners inside of uh, your article, it's smart enough to uh, uh, cut it all out and uh, convert it automatically into uh, very good uh, human-sounding text, right? Uh, but also, it collects all the user information, like how many people seen this player, how many people clicked, uh, how long did they listen to, and so on and so forth. So we took this information and developed another feature that is called playlist, and the playlist is, uh, you can go ahead and create like a top five articles of the day uh, that, and this playlist will be automatically updated uh, in, real, uh, in real time based on the statistics that we are, uh, uh, we are um, uh, collecting from the users. So basically you can then put the, that playlist inside of the player and put it straight away on the, uh, on the landing page, on the uh, main page of, uh, of, your, uh, of your publication. So it's just like a small podcast. And uh, yeah, uh, it will read uh, one article uh, after another article. And the client, this particular client, loved this feature so much um, that they uh, straight away suggested a lot of uh, like uh, interesting ideas. For example, yeah, but it looks like uh, uh, like podcast and can we, um, can we uh, put like some intro music uh, um, before, uh, uh, before and some maybe change music uh, between the articles and stuff like that, which was, you know, very insightful. And um, yeah, I think mm, I think those kind of uh, things uh, are, um, you know, one thing led to another, and we said, yeah, we actually have this feature of um, intro music and outro music and change article music, but inside of the other feature that is called podcasts, so you can take all of your articles and produce the, like uh, podcasts on a daily basis outside of Bozok with one with one click, and. You know, during this discussion we came up with completely new feature, right?
1: Yeah, that we want to create just like taking these features we have on the podcast and combine it with a playlist player, which is like really smart when we have this playlist and then we can just insert uh, at the beginning a jingle, maybe between the articles something and at, also at the end uh, making like a little call to action and we have all this stuff and then we just need to combine it um, on our platform. That it's just like kind of easy for us to creating some like nice and good stuff for our customers because at the moment they are just separate and they are like they're working, but it's not like perfectly. It's not that it's like the perfect fit at the moment. And I think this was like really helpful also for us to getting this. Okay, now we know. Okay, when we just combine it, then it would be like way better for our customers and um, to deliver like more more value to them, which is like really good.
0: Yeah, and I think this is a great example why, you know, the podcasting feature at the moment doesn't work. Uh, And the historical reason for that is that this is the feature that we uh, developed ourselves. So uh, we thought, okay, uh, the customer might need a podcast. And so the podcast should have a title and um, category. And here's the artwork and here's the description, everything you can do from Botox. And you know the intro music and the changes between articles, everything is there. One small problem: <laughs> um, we thought, yeah, we will just, uh, you know, customer will just publish everything that comes into the um, into their product uh, into their project uh, once a day or whatever. And the problem is the customers have like two hundred articles inside of the uh, uh, inside of their pro- project, so. Uh, if, you, if you are like a, uh, uh, like a, a mid-sized publisher, right? And um, this obviously doesn't make any sense uh, for, for real customers. And uh, okay, programmer-driven development or feature development, and now versus uh, uh, customer-driven uh, feature development, that's what we want to do now. So I say, okay, we have this nice feature, the uh, um, top five or top 10, whatever, automatically updated articles, and we have this podcasting. Why this? That makes total sense to kind of uh, not select all the articles, but just say, okay, this is the intro music, and and this is outro, and so on. And this is the podcast that goes uh, 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 live automatically. But please take this playlist that is automatically updated and create an episode uh, every day at say five o'clock, uh, and that's it. And uh, this is something that we are. Uh, I'm really excited to uh, to brainstorm with uh, uh, with our CTO uh, to kind of develop this product uh, together with this client. Uh, they want uh, they want uh, very much, uh, you know, um, uh, to develop it. And for us, it's a great usage of both the features that we have and uh, the tech that we have. Like we have the podcast tech, we just don't have it. You know, the way uh, the way normal people use it. Uh, so, and then, you know, the, the story just develops and develops. For example, yeah, that could be not only podcasts. That could be actually your Alexa skill. That could be your Google Action uh, that will actually make sense. You know, imagine, uh, you know, calling the Alexa skill to, like, uh, for the latest news. And it will, will not be something that your editors uh, put together every morning. But it's every time you call it, it's automatically the five top, articles uh, at the moment uh so that's amazing uh, so uh, for me it's just you know all this imagination um uh, for the uh, for this feature it just you know uh, bubbles up and uh, i think um it's very very exciting to to see those kind of ideas born outside of a simple let me show you what what buttons to click inside of our software platform Yeah, definitely and um Mm, that's why that's why i think uh, um uh, we really need to in the future we also need to like con- uh, concentrate more on the all this kind of customer development things and um, also on the on the smaller scale so when we um when we build other products uh, for example b2c product or a um, uh, product for like a um, podcast alone uh, edition of uh of Botox, that we Really talk to the people that created uh, that 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 will be using mm, instead of trying to imagine what is te- technically possible because I think uh, this is like uh, the huge um, at the moment the huge uh, uh, USP uh, besides besides uh, mm, the fact that uh, we really sound uh, unbeatable um, in. Uh, uh, in the markets. So WhatsApp really, uh, produces the best quality of speech out there. Uh, but besides that, which is, you know, quality of speech is like very subjective, right? It's very, mm, I can hear the difference and maybe some people that uh, are not so affine and they, uh, in the space limit. So yeah. But the difference is not that big. Uh, but besides that is, I think, the, um, the fact that we started in this publisher, uh, publishing market and that we know the market so well and that uh, we work together with uh, the uh, accelerator program um, uh, and now uh, we'll be working with another accelerator program, uh, which is uh, also with Stadium, uh, which is also in the publishing space. I think this is a huge USP. Uh, that we understand the business of uh, those guys and um, can really um, tailor tailor those products and uh, to be honest also not the publishers but you know smaller blogs than that use us can profit from it because you know if you are like a smaller publisher you know if you have a blog and you just want to uh, you know produce audio articles on your blog well all the features that Botox delivers were developed together with like bigger guys with a huge uh, development or and product teams, uh, like with a thousand and thousand people of uh, that were thinking about, you know, what are the best features for our readers? And when you come to Botsock as a small block and you know subscribe for like forty-nine dollars um, uh, a month, that's what you get. You know all these insights that were generated by big guys, uh, you just get them for basically free, uh, and this is uh, this is uh, what excites me. Is that we can, uh, you know, all profit from uh, from like uh, uh, um, development that we do together, and by the end of the day, um, we do that so that our vision uh, will come to life. So uh, the vision of Bot Talk that um, every written text uh, should have an audio version. Um, this is the the vision that mm, that uh, gets uh, like. Uh, delivered if we um, if we work together with the publishers and think you know what is the best way to put uh, to put this audio in front of people and you know audio um, this um, playlist thing is one of these things you know of course you can click through uh, different articles and listen. But what is the better way? You know, wouldn't you like to hear like the most popular articles right away as a, as a playlist, which is like not five minutes long and not two minutes long as a, as a, a typical article, but rather maybe 30 minutes long. Uh, that would be great. Uh, just, you know, you take it for a walk or for your uh, jogging routine routine and so on. So I think this is, um, this is very exciting that uh, we actually, uh, by developing these small features, we're actually making the end product for the end customers, for the end readers and end listeners, um, even better.
1: Mm -hmm. So we can, they didn't have the chance to like getting all this good insight.
0: Yeah, of course. And it works also vice versa. So sometimes uh, our bloggers uh, have like great ideas, great insights into like, you know, what to put into the product that maybe bigger publishers do not have or do not have courage to do so. And, uh, yeah, uh, like, you know, the, um, the feature that we have at the moment, uh, of, um, audio advertisement that was born for smaller guys, uh, like for guys that do not have, uh, advertising, um, uh, like, you know, uh, the whole advertising units, because I was, I was working, uh, in a publishing house and we had like huge advertising unit. Right. So when we developed this feature, we thought, yeah, those guys will those guys will uh, will hunt their own advertisers and so on and so forth. They create their own product on top of Botox. so they will um, definitely have like their own um, advertising team um, to um, that creates um, creates audio ads. Mm, so for the smaller guys, we need the, we need some kind of partner. So we partnered up with the with the best um, audio agencies inside of Germany, so we can deliver this audio um, advertising that is you know really really great and it just you know um, enabled in the Botox project with with one click. But turns out <laughs> that this feature uh, was is so popular not only uh, among like small users, but also among big users. Um, because many of the bigger publishers, I think, use this feature to measure uh, how many people could actually be potentially there for uh, their advertisement um, when they are so far that they create a custom product on top of it. So it makes sense to kind of um, uh, Test this feature because it's so easy to implement. It's just one click, and to measure how many people actually listen to those advertising, what what size of an audience do I have? What is the through uh, uh, like a hear through rate of those, and and take those numbers to your advertising department. And say you know I have I have potentially so so many listeners. For how much can you um, uh, can you sell it, so that you can uh, you can get the rates. Uh, from this generic advertising uh, that are much, much higher if you sell it yourself, but you already have data. Because in the advertisement, data is everything. Data is, you know, um, you go to a customer and the first and try to sell your advertisement. uh, And the first thing that the customer will ask is, you know, how many ears you actually have um, that will hear my my advertising. So um, this is the example that, you know, the idea was born vice versa. Was born from the small publisher and then kind of migrated to the to the bigger guys and bigger guys are also uh, happy. So yeah, that's um, that's I think it's a uh, synergy effect that we have on the platform. And um, yeah.
1: Yeah, cool. Thank you very much, Andre. I think I also learned a lot today about our like your insights and where we're going further and what learning you take from the last years or so. And I hope you also get like cool insights and learn a lot from it and yeah follow us for the next episodes
0: exactly yeah thank you very much as well for the questions and uh, you know it always uh, makes uh, um, yeah uh, makes sense to kind of uh, uh, maybe step back a bit and kind of uh, think about our features and uh, the history behind these features, and maybe try to share those history with, uh, with our viewers and listeners. And yeah, uh, to the viewers and listeners, please uh, uh, subscribe, share, and whatever uh, to the podcast um, inside of iTunes and of course uh, in YouTube. And if you have any questions, uh, uh, if you are trying to like maybe bootstrap your startup or you have a, a, already a startup, whatever just uh, write down in comments and we'll be uh, eager to kind of interact and answer your questions or maybe uh, uh, mingle around and um, come up uh, with ideas that could help you. Thank you.